Hi, welcome back. My name is Justin Little, host of the Mental Wealth Podcast. Now available on Apple, Spotify, and Google, and heard in 25 plus countries. Thank you so much for listening today. To reach out to us on Instagram, please follow us at the mental underscore wealth podcast. For collaboration, sponsorships, and partnerships, please email us at contacttmwp at gmail.com. As always, please take the time to invest into your mental wealth and well-being. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Justin Little, and this is the Mental Wealth Podcast. your host Justin Little back with episode number 31 it's season two of the mental wealth podcast available on Apple Spotify Google also we just relaunched our Facebook page searches on Facebook at the mental wealth podcast find us on YouTube our brand new YouTube channel the mental wealth podcast as well or you can go to the link in the episode notes or the link in my Instagram bio uh, my new beacons page that I just redesigned and get a link to our YouTube please subscribe there's some brand new video content dropping very, very soon. Welcoming all of you back to the podcast and any of our new listeners in for this week's episode as well. I'm going to start here. Very simple. Who's on your team? Who is in your corner? In fact, what, what does team mean to you? To me, team means support, reliable support, community, a village. So many today feel like they don't have one. In fact, it was Helen Keller who said, alone, we can do so little together, we can do so much. There's power in numbers. There's power and strength and camaraderie. In fact, the reason why this podcast exists or even uh, the clubhouse um, platform that we've built, it's to establish a community of loving, supportive people. It doesn't erase what we battle each and every day, but aren't we all on the same team? Aren't we all trying to get to mental wellness. This this platform exists to give support, to provide education, to provide resources. And so that the listener knows no matter who you are or where you are, that you are not alone. That this is a team. In fact, one of the acronyms, acronyms excuse me, for team is a very popular one is together, everyone achieves more. So again, there is power in togetherness. There is power in not being or feeling alone, feeling supported. And I'm honored today for this episode number 31, our second of our brand new season 
to have one of our, actually not one of our, to have our, our very first in all of our episodes since we've been podcasting since last April. We have never had four guests on the podcast at one time. It's been something that I've been meaning to have, a panel, as it were, an open discussion, conversation. And this conversation, while recorded last year, was very fulfilling. On the podcast today, uh, I have four very special ladies, three of them who are related by blood, uh, Madison McGregor, uh, Ava McGregor, and Elle McGregor along with Miss Issa Martinez, all ladies who are the brains and support system behind something called My Team. My Team. Now, you might wonder, what is My Team? Well, today you're going to get a chance to find out and how it relates back to mental health. And I think once we're finished with this conversation, it's going to have you thinking about team in a whole new light. I'm honored, I'm proud to present episode number 31 of the Mental Wealth Podcast. It takes a team. I have uh, Madison, Ava, and Elle, known as May <laughs> uh, McGregor's uh, with us today. We also have Miss Issa uh, Martinez with us as well, too. So really exciting episode to talk to you ladies today. Um, and thank you all for, for joining the Mental Wealth Podcast. Thank you for having thank us. You for having of course, me. we're so excited to be here. Great. And so just to start with uh, Madison, um, we, I, I followed you probably from social media, Dr. I think we probably had Dr. Alfie in common. Fun fact, me and Dr. Alfie are from the same city and state. And oh, wow. I, yes, yes. And I, uh, I met Dr. Alfie at the uh, Mental Wealth Expo to Charlemagne through back in October on uh, Mental okay. Health Day. And we got a chance to chat and find out, you know, what she, her role is and different things she's doing. And so um, then we found out we live, we from the same, we live in the same state and are from the same exact city. So <laughs> I understand you guys have done some work with Dr. Alfie before. Yes, we have. Yeah. This is Madison speaking. Yes. Um, even though I might sound a little similar on this audio. Um, yeah. I met Dr. Alfie through Instagram, actually. Um, again, like I feel like I've met so many amazing people in the mental health community through Instagram. And her daughter actually watched a TV show I was on called Backstage. And so she knew me um, and we kind of connected online. She's like, oh my God, my daughter Morgan like knows you from the show. And I was like, oh my God, you're so cool. I love what you're doing on mental health. And uh, we just kind of hit it off from there. And I interviewed her. I've, I've had her on team now, I think like three times, once just me and her. Another time her and Morgan did an amazing interview on um, BIPOC mental health and like mothers and daughters. And uh, it, mm -hmm. it was a really great interview. And then I just recently had her on again. So yeah, she's just she's just a wealth of knowledge. She's just yeah. simply amazing. We love and her. Actually, so this is Elle speaking. And how Ava and I actually got to meet her too was we would edit the team interviews, like the videos, because Abe and I edit a lot of videos and stuff. We used to have a YouTube channel, so we know how to do it. And that's, we watched her interview with Maddie and we're editing it and looking it over. And we were just amazed at the wealth of knowledge she had. And we just connected so much with what she was saying. So then we reached out to her on Instagram too. And we're like, we were just editing your video. We love you. And like, <laughs> so we got to know her as well. And then, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. awesome. She's awesome. By the way, too, um, Elle and Ava are twins, so they sound similar. It's because they share the same genes. So yeah. <laughs> they look exactly like we talked before production. Uh, they're, they're the real twins. No offense to the fraternal twins, but they're, they're the ones that actually like look exactly alike. 
down to everything but um so like <laughs> so what makes you guys like passionate because I know um just reading up on your bio and audience kind of heard me read about you guys um you know you guys are authors and actresses this is what make, makes you guys want to get into the mental health space and be passionate about mental health at all any any one of you guys could answer yeah well um this is Elle speaking and I will just say for me personally we were in high school when we joined the team and it's actually how I got into mental health and I'm super grateful for it because I got into it through video editing and Maddie was already part of it and she would do these interviews. So Ava and I were at school and we were actually super bored because we had two classes in high school that, you know, sometimes you just sit around and like, you know, you don't do much. And we were just so bored and I felt like I wanted to do something more. And Ava and I both decided like, they're like, they need a video editor for their interviews. And we're like, oh, like, we'll for sure do like anything. Like, you know, like we were just, we just wanted to get involved in something really. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, we we were we went on the calls. We have calls every Sunday and talk about you know what's relevant and what we want to do for the next weeks. And just over time, we got more and more involved. And now we're actually, um, like, yeah, we're now the content editors for for the team Instagram. And we've become super passionate along the way. And just through learning everything as we've done it and. That's basically how we've gotten super passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and this is Ava. We um we started with the video editing and we've learned so many skills as well as about mental health. Like we learned how to make graphics and we learned like what works on Instagram and what doesn't. Like we've learned so much from it and the passion of that as well as the information we're learning from mental health. It was Yeah, but it was just interesting because and this is Elle speaking again, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um and it's just interesting because as we made the graphics, they're infographics. So as we made them, we were also absorbing the information that we were <laughs> exactly. putting in. And also just our calls every Sunday, we talk about what's relevant in the world and what we think we should be sharing because team is all about teaching everyone about mental health and we try to give people action steps on how to help a friend or how to help a loved, one. a loved one just with mental health in general and we try to be the support for the support and that just means giving those who are supporting others with mental health um guidance and that's honestly how we've gone really into it as well is because we have friends and family who have mental health and struggle with mental health and it's given us um an opportunity to have guidance as well so yeah. just over time, we've, I've gotten more and more passionate and the yeah. more work I do with it, the more I, I, I am passionate about it. Yeah. And um, this is Madison speaking. <laughs> and how I got into mental health, I actually started when I was 16 years old. And I noticed a lot, I, I, I just remember feeling, not feeling like myself. And I went through a real life transition. So I, I was a competitive dancer for about 10 years. And I had just kind of finished my competitive dance training at that point. And it came quite suddenly and I actually, my parents decided to, to, to pull me out of my dance lessons because the environment was not very healthy. It was really um, weighing on my mental health. So my parents kind of made that decision for me. And that was really difficult for me to process at the time. And it kind of spiraled me into what I now know was a depression because I identified so much with being a dancer and like, I wanted to go to Juilliard, I wanted to be on Broadway. Like I wanted that to be my career and profession. And without training, um, you know, with dancers, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I needed to, to train again. And, and where I was training, it's one of the best dance studios in North America, like people from, so you think you can dance and 
um, all these you know, like uh, concert dance companies and it, like they all come and choreograph and teach us. And so it just felt like my life was turned upside down. And, and I went through many years of not being able to put words to my experience of what I was going through mentally. Like it felt like I was going crazy. I, I, I would just feel so sad or low. And, and even at just really weird times too, like I'd be together with my family and I just feel like I'm supposed to be happy right now, but I just feel so sad. Um, and it, it actually helps so much reading about other people's stories with mental health online and to know that I wasn't the only one who was going through this. Like I spoke with peers and, and realizing, okay, they're going through a difficult time too. And, and maybe there's something we can do together. And so as soon as I was able to be like, okay, I'm dealing with mental health right now. Then the question became, what can I do about it? And how can I help myself and other people through this? And that's where I connected with Mackenzie Drazen, who's the founder of Team. And we connected on social media once again. <laughs> and uh, we had a brief discussion, uh, just kind of about what we were doing with mental health. And she invited me to be a part of it. And I, I was able to play a role in hosting the mental health podcast with Team. And from there, it, it just gave me such a purpose. And being a part of Team is the, the, the level of education, like it's a .org website as well, www.team. Is it Team or my team? www.team.org. Um, I was just able to learn so much and, and through being a part of team and knowing Mackenzie, I was able to find the right mental health care for myself. I, I was dealing with complex post-traumatic stress and I was able to get the right care for that. So for that, I'm just so grateful. And yeah, just how I got involved with mental health, it's, it's just been incredibly empowering to be a part of team and to be able to feel like we're, we're, we're helping people and, and, and giving back in some way and learning at the same time, like people like Dr. Elfie who are talking about BIPOC mental health, like that's been a huge learning curve for us. So it, it's, it's just been an incredible place to, to just learn and learn how to support ourselves, but also learn to support other people in the world. So mental health for, for me, it just keeps growing and, and, and changing. And I just feel like I keep learning more and more. And through that, I feel like I can help myself and other people more. So it's, it's been incredibly empowering. Yeah. And that's www.myteam.org. Yeah. yeah. Just a Sorry. quick correction there. Yeah. <laughs> get the plug in. Yeah, yeah, get, get the plug, plug in. in. It's a great site. And so that's a great, great segue. I'm going to, I'm going to jump to um, Issa in just one second, who's representing um, my team, the organization um, in this call as well, but just really quick back to to the twins, Ava and Elle, you, you know, you guys um, are relatively young. So you guys are just coming out of, you mentioned high school. Uh, so you guys can speak to that most recently than any of us. Did you guys, like, was mental health something that was talked about in school at all for you guys? Like, I understand you guys were aware of it, perhaps just because of, you know, being partnered with with my team and kind of maybe your sister as well. But like, was was that something that was preached or talked about from the perspective of the, the administrators in your school system when it came to, you know, you guys being, you know, teenage girls, preteens, um, older teenage girls before you graduated high school, um, and just hearing um, and being taught mental health in school in high school. Yeah, so this is Ava. Um, we both had a really great teacher, Miss Magson, and she was the only one that really talked about it. And Matt, Maddie was going through all of this at home, and I honestly didn't even know until I had this class with Miss Magson, and she is the only one that that really taught it. But she was one of those teachers that was just spectacular. Like she was not a normal teacher, you know. So she was aware of all those things, and I learned um, like a basic education of mental health from her. 
and then more from team and more from Maddie. So yeah, and this is Ellen, like even the peers surrounding us, I didn't hear anything really about mental health until I joined team. Like for me, unless in the class that we took with Miss Megs, in which I was part of later on, was like um social science. So like we learned a lot about, you know, people in the brain and like that really society. helped with all of that and society and all that. But most of my mental health specific education mm -hmm. has come from team. Yeah. And because in high school, most of my learning has come outside of high school. I've been out like out of high school for almost two years now. Um, we were the graduating class of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but our year got year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So our year got cut short and in grade 12, our senior year. And that was kind of the year that I actually learned the most about mental health. You know, even I remember the Black Lives Matter um, whole thing coming out as well. And I learned so much about that. And then just there's a lot of stuff that's happened over these past couple of years. I think COVID has been um, reality check. a huge reality check for everyone, especially with mental health. And it kind of like put a spotlight on it, I think, in a way. And it's I think it's good in a way only because it's allowed us to learn a lot about it in a short period of time because we've had to. Yeah, it's um, almost created a need to learn. Yeah, about it's created it. a need to learn about it. But yeah, it, in terms of high school, there was a couple things, you know, that they'd be like, oh, you know, it's important about your mental health. But like, well, they never, us, <laughs> they'd give us like stress balls. Yeah, and that was about the height of it. <laughs> yeah, that was about the height of it in high school. So I'm super grateful to team. And actually, I get a lot of kids from my school now who follow the account, which is amazing. And to me, like I post graphics on my story. So kids at my school will see it on Instagram and like, to me, that's part, like, that's kind of what I can do for, you know, my peers and stuff, because to be honest, there wasn't much talked about in my high school. No. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that um, you guys at some point, whether through school or outside of school, came into contact with um, mental health. And, and I apologize and said that you guys didn't get the full experience in your senior year and the okay. 2020 year that we're all, that you'll never forget. You'll never forget yeah. that, you, that you lived <laughs> 2020. Um, but uh, glad that you guys are doing so many great things with mental health. And so speaking of, of team, we want to bring in um, Issa Martinez. Issa, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing great. And thank you so much for, for patiently waiting. Um, of course, I, I love hearing them um, talk. They're, uh, they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got so much depth, depth to them at such a young age. is very, very impressive. Um, yes. So tell us first just who you are, where you come from, your background, your connection to mental so, health, and then we'll get into uh, team. I uh, will get into teams. Team. Awesome. So I'm actually not that much older than the McGregors. I'm also high school class of 2020. Okay. Um, which is, I'll get into that later, but which is awesome because we're all kind of the demographic. We are the team target audience, um, which we always talk about, which is, you know, awesome that we, we are the age of the people that we want to reach. Um, but anyway, I'll get back to that in a second. Um, my name is Isa Martinez Mode, and I was actually born and raised in Ecuador, South America. Um, this isn't like you didn't ask this, but just like a background, like, you know, I come from a very big family, lots of older siblings, cousins. Um, and I grew up, yeah, like I said, in Ecuador, and I remember being around 12 or 13. And at this point, I knew Mackenzie Drazen personally, the founder. Um, and so I remember the day that team was founded, actually, 
um, of course, I wasn't a part of it. Um, I was in like, you know, middle school doing my thing. But um, I heard about teen being founded. And that was the first time in my life that I was really um, exposed to mental health um, and to the education of it. And so I remember always, you know, from that day asking my mom questions, you know, what, what is depression? What is anxiety? Um, you know, it's more than just these things that maybe you would see in like a cartoon or a book, you know, of maybe a character with like the ironic, you know, dark cloud on top of them. Um, and so I think back and what I thought was so normal, I now realize was such a privilege and made me so lucky to be a part of a family that was so educated and willing to educate me about it at the time. Um, and so I continued to grow up very aware about it. And I remember I would talk to my friends um, about the subject. And one thing is, you know, it, the world as it is, is already so uneducated, I would say, and a little bit biased about mental health. And, you know, there's still such a stigma around it. Add living in a third world country to that. And, you know, talking about mental health becomes, you know, you are like <laughs> so modern. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it, it, and not, and not in a bad way, you know, I continue to go back to Ecuador all the time. I love it. It's my country. Like it's, it's not about that, um, it, but it is a completely different culture um, when it comes to those things. And, you know, now I, I talk to my friends about it and they're so open about it. And it's definitely, I can see the, I can see the impact that, you know, people like us are making with, with, you know, accounts like team and, and this amazing podcast. Um, so it's definitely changed, but I remember a time when it wasn't necessarily frowned upon, but it was simply not given a space to be talked about. It was not something that was really open. Um, you know, if people were, were sad, that's what they were. They were sad, you know, it wasn't looked into as, Hey, what's going on with this friend? You know, maybe they, maybe they are going through a depression because, when someone's not educated, you can't blame them for not thinking more of it, right? Which is kind of goes back to like what team is, you know, it's no one's fault to be uneducated about it if they haven't been provided that education. So that's what we're here for. Um, and so, you know, fast forward, I grow up, I end up moving to the United States in 2016 for my high school freshman year. And um, I go through high school and I kind of become this like mini advocate of mental health in my, in my high school. I remember, you know, we had little retreats here and there and I would speak about it um, when they would ask me to talk like, you know, in the senior talks and stuff like that. And it always made people kind of come up to me afterwards, which was such a shock to me. I remember, you know, the few times I would even mention it all of a sudden after I was done, you know, three people would come up to me and like want to talk in private about it. And they would open up and tell me about their experiences. And it was such a, I'm going to say overwhelming experience because I'm not a professional, right? I was a 16, 17 year old girl just sharing these things. Um, but it showed me the importance of talking about mental health. And so I started posting about it kind of on my own a little bit. And I guess Mackenzie noticed that. <laughs> um, and then she asked me to join team in June, 2020, which was in the thick of the pandemic. I had just graduated high school and was, you know, completely lost. Like, yeah, I had graduated high school, but got no closure whatsoever. Yeah. Um, was getting ready to go to college, but didn't really feel prepared. You know, I guess like the same old, you know, everyone went through COVID that way. 
but um, particularly graduating from high school, I think the McGregor skin test was a little hard during that time. Um, And, you know, ever since I've been working with these incredible people and I've been able to really with them grow this account. And now, you know, that was when I graduated high school. Now I'm a sophomore in college um, and I'm still so excited to do this every week. We get together, we brainstorm and, you know, sorry, I, I'm going on a very long tangent. No, um, no, no. This is beautiful to help an audience understand your <laughs> backstory. So, <laughs> um, thank you. I just so yeah. You know, now in college, it's it's really cool to be able to collaborate with the McGregors and Mackenzie because we are all at very different points in our lives, regardless of age. Um, you know, I am going through everything that it means to be a college student in 2021 with the uncertainties of the pandemic, with the uncertainties of you know, turning 20 and having a, like, not so many, like, <laughs> identity crisis, you know, and all of these things going on. Um, and I'm one of the few lucky ones that has this safety net of education and what it means to, like, I can understand that I can be overwhelmed. I can understand that I can feel anxiety. I can understand that at times I can feel depressed. And being able to reflect that on the Instagram has been incredible with these amazing girls. Um, and that's just what I want to continue doing. Yeah. You know, first of all, I'm really just impressed. I did not know. I, I assumed, you know, just how you carried yourself. I thought you were a little bit older, obviously still like maybe <laughs> in your twenties, but I that you, you graduated at the same time, the same age, because that's, I think, does that categorize you guys? Is are you guys, I, I lose track of the gens. Is it Gen Z? We're Gen Z, baby. Okay. okay. So Gen- proud. Hey, but you know what? You Gen Zs, Jesus are like, are, are running the world and are, are like coming out of the woodwork <laughs> doing so many um, amazing things and, and are out there and, and um, are carrying yourself. Like it's for me being born in the early nineties, hearing you guys speak and seeing what you guys do is impressive because like, I remember where I was in the two thousands and to know like mm-hmm. that a few of you, like for, let's just take nine 11, for example, to know that like you guys didn't exist when that happened. Um, yeah. Like is is an amazing thought because like I can remember exactly where I was and how like twenty years ago what what that was for the country and you guys read about right. it in history books but like you would never know it by how you guys carry yourself and it's just <laughs> interesting the things that I've like that I've lived and can remember and Obama getting elected exactly like where I was you guys were like little but you read about it and heard the stories and that's mm-hmm. history for you guys but for me it was like life so it's very interesting getting a chance to talk to um, people a little bit younger because like I'm getting different perspectives and different angles and so thank you so much um, Issa for for sharing that um, about you know your story your background Um, that was really helpful for us to learn about you Um, so so like with um, with teams like what what because I went on the website and I saw a lot of amazing amazing tools and resources that I was really impressed with um, this could be for Issa or for 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 Madison, Ava, and L. Like in in the best way to describe it, what is what is? I keep saying Teams because I'm used to Microsoft Teams, um, <laughs> virtual meetings, guys. So what what is Teams? No plural. What is what is Team? Could someone explain to me what Team is? Uh, so this is L. Team is teaching everyone about mental health. It's pretty as much simple as that, and. We are the support for the support. Even if you go to the website, there's so many different aspects to it and so many different categories, whether it's um, suicide prevention or parents trying to help their kids. There's just 
an influx of information on there. And as for the Instagram, which is what we run, um, we just want to be a pocket guide for uh, kids our age, teens struggling with mental health or have, who have friends struggling with mental health um, and want to give them as many resources as we can to help them. And that's and even in our bio, we say pocket guide for mental health and breaking the stigma. And, and that's what it, what it is. And that's what we want to do. And yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk a few. And Issa, did you have a thought? I uh, just saw you unmuted. Did you have a thought to add to that um, as well? I'm actually sorry. I was muting myself because, ironically, the trash truck is outside oh, no my worries. house. You sound great. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I just wanted to say that um, you know it, exactly. That's what Team is. Team is a community. It's a it's a safe space for you know. It started off specifically for family and friends trying to be the support for the support and that's always you know our goal in mind but it has also become a safe space for for the people who are dealing with a mental health condition to share their stories and to feel empowered um and I just wanted to throw in there really quickly how and you know I don't know if you noticed this our website is very information focused and it's very um you know professional this is like it's professional advice. It's the things and the information that parents need in a crisis or a friend or a family member. Um, and then our Instagram is a little bit more action oriented and we like to call it our little toolbox. Um, I know that McGregor's and I work on that. We like to call it our little toolbox because instead of, you know, it's not so much like what to do in a crisis, but it's, hey, here are a few steps on how to manage therapy. You know, here's yeah. how to talk to a friend who you, think may be suffering through an eating disorder. Um, and so those are the two aspects of team that I just wanted to throw in there um, for people listening to this. You know, those are, depending on what you need, there's two platforms with different goals. Yeah, yeah and, and a couple of my observations just to share with the audience. And of course, um, those of you guys listening, the links to, to their website and social media are in the episode notes. So definitely follow along there. But a couple of things that I was really impressed about. One, there was a quarantine survival planner yeah. Yes. I, I, I love that. Yes, yes. Come on, I do my research, ladies. Come on. I had to go through. And I mean, you know, of course, you know, with, with the McGregors being from Canada and I've, everything I've heard from some of my Canadian friends is you guys might be kind of in the midst of going through another potential lockdown and maybe some parts of the U.S. too. Who knows with these variants out there? So while mm -hmm. this would have definitely been extremely helpful for anyone last year in the midst of the first wave, but now that we might go through some more stuff, this quarantine, I think it's called Q-Time Survival Planner, yeah, uh, created yes. by teens, checked by the pros, customized by you. I love that. Um, it gives <laughs> tips like, you know, give purpose to each day, create a panic plan, uh, yeah. you know, uh, find inspiration and resource. I, I really, I really love that. I love that piece. Um, there's another uh, link uh, which takes you to COVID-19 mental health resources, and it breaks it down by what category you're in. If you're a teen or young adult, if you're a parent, if you um, want to know about stay-at-home activities, of course, it shares the um, suicide hotline, 1-800-273-8255. I really loved how you shared the text line as well. A lot of times people forget about the text line. I always talk about the text line, 741 
741 because you guys will understand this is Gen Zers and even me as a millennial, we text a lot. We don't like, you know, we don't like to be on the phone a whole lot. So, <laughs> so sometimes it might be easier to text the therapist um, or to, you know, text the counselor and they're very quick. I've tested it with my audience before you get a response in minutes and you could just have a whole blown out conversation. If you're in a crisis via text versus having to be on the phone. Um, and so I really, I really appreciate you guys having those. Re- and that's just a taste of it. There's more things on there a link to your podcast, a mental health screening, peer support. Um, just talk about, um, anyone can speak to just, you know, the, the, the intelligence behind some of these things that are available, like just the thought behind it. What, what are you guys trying to accomplish? I know your target audience you mentioned are, are the younger ones, those Gen Z, those millennials, but just talk, talk, talk us through um, why it was important to have these resources and these links available for the audience. Well, um, so this is Elle and I'll just, you guys can also add whatever yeah, you yeah. want. Mm-hmm. Um, just from me speaking, we try to be aware of what's going on in the world. And that's why it's great that we have our weekly calls because we talk about what's relevant right now and whatever's relevant at the time. And that's also what's great about our Instagram and why we've kept it the way it is, is that you can scroll through our Instagram and find a whole bunch of different resources. And even like the quarantine planner, we did that for the beginning of the pandemic, but now it can provide, be useful again now. And that's why we have it there so that it's a pocket guide for someone to find whatever they want and whatever we can offer. And yeah, I just think we try to stay relevant and see what's going on, whether that's men's mental health, or we did also a series on Black Lives Matter and we got Dr. Alfie on there too. And we just try to stay relevant really. And that's the most important thing to us because you know sometimes people can put out information but you want to make sure that it's valuable to people and that's something that we value a lot is yeah. bringing value <laughs> yeah and, and this is Ava um another thing we very much value I find a lot of times I'm on Instagram mental health stuff does come up but it's like it's just like the definition of depression or something and you're like okay so like yeah. how, how am I supposed to like how is it supposed to help me so we always <laughs> try to like create action steps that's what our founder Mackenzie always says we're having brainstorm sessions we're like let's do this let's do this and she says okay so let's take that and what action steps can we give our audience because that's something I don't think we see much online and um, that's like our main mission is someone reads our posts like they know what to do they're not looking somewhere else to find it like Mm -hmm. they find it on our page they know what to do and I think that's that's our main goal exactly and I think that um I can say at least for myself you know having Mackenzie as our captain on this has been has been incredible because you know as as creative as I can be or the McGregor's can be and of course you know I think we all bring great things to the table one thing that Mackenzie has really taught me is how to like restructure my thinking Um, Because one thing is, you know, you can get very um, caught up in like, oh, yeah, let's post about this, you know, but you have to realize that, you know, you're not, you're not posting for, um, sorry, let me rephrase that. We have a very specific audience, not only for age, but because of their age in 2021. I don't think it's the same to be a freshman in college or a junior in high school in 2021 than it was maybe in 1991, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we try to make it, you know, consumer, not consumer, that's not the right word, but just like friendly, digestible, easy to read, 
um, yeah. you know, approachable, you know, mental health is never, at least for now, never going to be something that you, you know, it's, you're not like, it's not a this or that story where you're choosing like pineapple on pizza or not, you know, these are, this is like a, a much serious topic. And so making it the most approachable that we can, I think is our goal. Um, and I think the McGregor's especially have done an amazing job at, you know, sometimes I come in with ideas and they're great at like thinking how to execute them better. Um, and they can, you know, I think we've created a way to make it so much more dynamic. And, you know, we try to make like the first photo of the post, you know, like, so, you know, therapy ground rules, what does that mean? And so we could just say like, you know, therapy is a safe space, go get therapy. But we're like, you know what? No, we're going to make it into a three-part series. We're going to have, you know, action steps. We're going to tell you what you should be doing, what websites you can use to check this out. You know, it's just, I think, allowing the user to be able to participate um, and feel safe is our goal. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that made sense. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no you know what? And, and that kind of leads me to another question too that I want to get all your thoughts on particularly you know with you guys um, being in this generation I led my podcast with this the last episode I believe um, it was ironic I, I built a platform on Clubhouse um, and you know we have a lot of meetings on the mental health and one week we were talking about mental health in the workplace and one person said yeah, yeah you guys should also have a conversation about mental health in the school system and education and our youth and so I said hey well that's a great topic for next yeah. Sunday um, yeah. In between that Sunday, um, I believe it was that Wednesday or Thursday, Dr. Vivek Murthy, who in our, our country, the United States, is our Surgeon General, so our top doctor, so to speak, um, at least appointed as such, um, came out with a very, very uh, interesting report. And I, I'll kind of just share some of those statistics with you. No doubt you guys have heard about awesome. it. And just get your, just get your opinion um, on, you know, again, what, what we can do to try to end this stigma. So he mentioned between 2019 and 2021, emergency room visits for suicide events went up 51% for young girls, 4% for boys. The rates of depression and anxiety doubled during that time. 25% of kids reporting depressive symptoms and 20% with anxiety. One thing he mentioned, he says it would be a tragedy if we, allow, we replaced one public health crisis uh, with another. He went on to talk about mental health challenges in children, adolescents, and young adults are real and widespread, but preventable. He went further and said that mental health issues like depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts were already on the rise pre-pandemic between 2011 and 2015. Emergency visits, uh, emergency room visits for those and similar conditions went up 28%, but the pandemic has only uh, made it worse. And so just, and it's plenty more, you guys can Google um, to, for the audience, referring to the audience, you know, Dr. Vivek Murphy, many write-ups on uh, his 53-page um, write-up. He declared a youth mental health crisis. So when you guys heard about that um, in relation to the work that you guys are doing, what were your thoughts and, and, and feelings um, surrounding those really scathing statistics? Yeah, well, I this is Ellen, I, and I, I just, hearing that makes me just more passionate about what we're doing and feel the urgency more to just you know get our page out there and that's actually something that we want to do more is get more eyes on our page it's actually one of our next goals because our information is there it's just getting people to see it and 
it's helped a lot of people so far, but we want to help more. And just that's the goal is just to keep helping more and more people. And my thoughts also are just that COVID, I think, was kind of a catalyst for mental health issues. And I think it kind of highlighted them, like I was saying before. And things were on the rise before, like you said. But since COVID started, like, you know, you even think of people who are stuck with their families and maybe they aren't super close with their families and maybe, you know, people butt heads and that can, you know, make things all the worse for people. You just, you don't think of every situation and that's out there. And that's why, you know, just with team, we want to get more eyes on it so that we can provide help and resources to those people and get those statistics down, you know? Yeah, this is Madison. And it feels like too, it's really important now to just find the right mental health care for people, because I think Mm -hmm. There's so much information. And I know even for my therapeutic journey, and that wasn't even during COVID, um, it was difficult to figure out like, where do I go? Who do I see? Who's going to be right for me? And it's a whole mm-hmm. process of figuring that sort of thing out. And uh, Mackenzie, actually, she she is uh, the CEO of My Resource, uh, just like MI Resource. And that's actually a place where it helps young people get connected to the right mental health care. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mackenzie lost her sister Shelby to suicide um, when Shelby was just like 17 years old. And so it's been her mission since then to mm-hmm. help people find the right mental health care. Because when when I've spoken to Mackenzie, she talks about a lot, like the gap for, for her sister that she noticed was just, she was doing different types of mental health care, but it just wasn't the right fit for her. And so my resource is really dedicated to helping people get that right fit faster and sooner, just so that we can end the crisis before it's too late for people. And I think I can empathize with that because it's so difficult um, for families to find the right support, just to know how to support someone with mental Mm -hmm. health. And then just finding that right care. Like there's so Mm -hmm. many different ways to treat mental illness and yeah, I just think it's super important in this day and age, just hearing that it, it just reminds yeah. me of the importance of, of places like my resource that are just helping yeah. connect people to that right mental health care sooner and faster so that yeah. people get the help they need right away. And, and just quickly, this is Ava, what I'd like to say to anyone listening to this that um, maybe has someone they know and love that is struggling with mental health, um, be patient and communicate with each other and support as best you can. And being the support isn't always the easiest thing, but um, I think it's so important to communicate with that person and just give them all your love and all your patience um, because that's important for them. And that will help these statistics as well. It's also about the support, supporting people and um, the person as well who has mental health issues, um, accepting that support and, taking action steps for themselves. I wanted to um, just talk on on what um, Justin said yeah. before, I, before it gets past me, um, specifically with um, getting mental health education and treatment in schools. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just iterate that. I think what, you know, what we have on the Instagram is amazing and it's, it's action steps for, for every day, but it will never replace the importance of professional care. And I want to really put an emphasis on this for anyone listening, you know, you can follow as many help pages and you can read as many posts and you can follow as many mental health influencers, which are all amazing, but they do, they, 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 
they live out one purpose, but you can never undermine the importance of seeking out professional help, whether that be a psychologist, a psychiatrist, whether you need medication, please, please know, you know, that this is real, the, the numbers um, that Justin read out loud are, are real, and they're taking the lives of kids who, mm -hmm. if they were treated, would otherwise be here today. And that I think is like, you know, besides everything, what drives us the most to be doing this. And so I just wanted to, you know, bring it back to the core, which is at the end of the day, we're trying to save lives and not because we're heroes, but because the information is out there and the treatments are out there. It's just a matter of getting people to them. So please contact hotlines, check out my resource. It's amazing um, to be able to get in contact with a psychologist or a psychiatrist to get treatment. And yes, I just wanted to say that again, not to get, you know, deep, but- um, That's amazing, I agree, thank uh, you. You know, just to say that at the core of, you know, anyone talking about mental health is, is that to, you know, we're trying to save lives and to put yeah. that first. Yeah, mm -hmm. and just, Issa, just one more, what I always say to people is, um that therapists it's their job to help people and um I just always remind people that because I don't know why they're even with our age I feel like there's some people who like they're like oh I don't you know I don't need help it's fine it's like no there's people who have a job and that is to help you and and take I, them up on yeah it, take you know? them up on <laughs> it and, and <laughs> this is mass and too like and also too like support networks can only do so much like, yeah we're, we're not mental health professionals. Yeah, we exactly. can only do so much. And so having that support of a mental health professional yeah. is going to help everybody. Yeah. Let um, them do their job and yeah. help you. Yeah. yeah. They're super crucial to all of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I can appreciate that because we, we always say like in our clubhouse room. So like when I started this podcast, I then created a club called the mental wealth and wellness club. We have over uh, 2.5 thousand members in the club we meet every Sunday and we talk about mental wow. health and um, you know we always say hey this isn't to be replaced with therapy this isn't therapy but this is support right but only yeah. support can do so much we people have to take action right and and go do the work and find those resources right we can help we can lead them to the way but we can't make them drink the water right so it's yeah. just kind of helping them to see what actions they can take on their own as well yeah exactly and so finally, too, the guys, um, you know, one thing that really, really is impressive, you know, with all of you, I know, uh, Issa, you're you're a person of color, but uh, with with the McGregor sisters, you guys come from Canada and I and um, you guys do not identify in the BIPOC community. But, you know, you guys are very passionate. You talked about Dr. Alfie earlier. You've done um, some other things um, in the BIPOC space and have been passionate about mental health for black people and other people of color. Um, why is that important to you guys, you know, you know, not being in the community, but really advocating for the mental health in those, um, you know, those communities where they're marginalized, um, period, health care in general, particularly mental health um, in, in our community um, is very marginalized and, and hard to come by. Um, what, what makes you guys so passionate um, about about that? I think that's very important. Yeah, um, this is Elle. I'll just say a couple things. One is I grew up in a very, we grew up in a very multi, like Toronto, we grew up in a very multicultural city. city and probably one of the most multicultural ones in the world. And so I knew amazing people from every race, every color, like, you know, and to me, it didn't make a difference what color someone's skin was. So growing up and hearing, you know, stuff about racism or even like, you know, um, anything to do with 
because we had a lot of we have um, a lot of Muslim people in our um, school and for them we actually didn't hear as much about black racism it was more about Muslim people and they go to the airport and our friends yeah. would be you know patted down more than anyone else because of 9-11 and yeah. that kind of thing affected them and we'd hear those stories and yeah. I couldn't understand it because they were beautiful people yeah and, and even it's it's honestly just goes down to how amazing people are you know and even Dr. Alfie I, I love Dr. Alfie to pieces and it's just like the fact that it, they could be struggling more because of their the color of their skin it just doesn't feel right to me and it doesn't make sense in my head but anything we can do to help and anything we can do to help people of color and and we learned actually from Lexi Underwood that she goes to a black therapist because she can connect more which makes complete sense and just learning about all of that and you know we aren't necessarily a page for BIPOC communities, but we do like to touch on it every once in a while, just so that if there is anyone who sees it, that they can find other resources specific for them. Because even Dr. Alfie, I know she does a lot of work specifically for BIPOC communities because they need that um, attention, that attention, that directed, um, that material directed towards them because everyone's experiences um, are different and because of that they need different help mm -hmm. and yeah I, I just to me I just I, I really I know so many amazing people and it's from every color every race so to me I just I love good people and I want good people to, to thrive and I want good people to be happy and healthy and that's pretty much why I'm passionate about it yeah and um, this is Madison um, and for me to growing up you know we went to such a multi-ethnic school neighborhood and everything and i would notice symptoms of depression and anxiety in some of my peers yeah um but at the time like i was 12 years old or 13 i i couldn't put words to what they were going through but i could mm -hmm. see that i could see that they were struggling and being able to be educated on what they're going through it's just it just makes me feel good to be able to be like okay there's a way for these people to get help. And, and yeah, I think for me, it was just this, this gap in my understanding of like, okay, yeah. I see this person yeah. struggling. Um, Dr. Alfie actually talked about, you know, the gap yeah. in mental health care for, for, for BIPOC communities. Like she talked about mm -hmm. how, you know, there might be a kid, he, he, he's black, he, he's, he's angry in the classroom, he, he's struggling with depression, but then someone might treat him for something else and not see that that's a symptom of depression for that, yeah. for that child. Um, and I remember seeing things like that and, and not understanding what was going on, but seeing that someone was struggling. And, and for me, it, it, it's learning about it, educating myself about it. It's just so important for me to, to yeah. know what I can do to close that gap mm -hmm. and to help yeah. people because everybody deserves that. And I, I just don't think it's fair that people don't get the right mental health care they yeah. need just because of the color of their skin and the racial stereotypes that we have for people. So being able to kind of break that stigma down, educate more people about it, educate myself about it. So again, like I can close that gap. Um, yeah. yeah, this is important. And this is, Ellen, I also just think it's as simple as understanding, like like understanding where everyone is coming from is so helpful. And yeah, I, I really think just like Maddie was saying, like understanding where everyone is coming from. And like she was saying, like, I remember Dr. Alfie saying in that live, yeah, um, everyone's depression or anxiety can come out with different symptoms symptoms and different mm -hmm. you know actions or whatever so it's just important for everyone to be educated and understand so that they can be treated properly 
Yeah, you know, that, that's that's very, very powerful that you guys said that. I think a lot of times in, in any community where um, you're a minority or um, marginalized, sometimes individuals are like fearful of those who don't identify as them to stand yeah. up and say, well, we, we don't, we don't need you. Or we, you know, they kind of, they, they question attention sometimes. And I, I think that it's powerful and important that we hold hands with those um, who are not like us, who are willing to speak up with us, because this being quite frank, right. Uh, a, a, a white, a white person, um, there's more white people than there are black people. It's just a fact, right? Yeah. So if we're going to really end the stigma and really create awareness and not create conversations, we can't do yeah. it on our own because it's not enough of us, right? We need people who aren't like us, who are in the majority to side with us and to support us. And you mentioned earlier movements like Black Lives Matter, things like that, where, where people can stand up and, and, and support these movements and yield um, their voices because you guys have platforms. You guys have sometimes a louder voice and we can't get there alone. You can't get anywhere by yourself. You need assistance. You need help and you need direction. And so um, just want to give you guys kudos for just using your platform for shining light on those issues and being passionate, being genuine about it, because that's what we need to really drive that narrative forward uh, in, in that stigma in that community is we're going to need not just the people in our community on board and recognizing the generational trauma, but we need people outside of that community who are willing to listen, understand us talk to us and help mm -hmm. us going forward. So just thank you ladies um, for all the work that you're doing, um, not just in mental health in general, but also in the BIPOC community, because that's where that generational trauma is truly, truly deeply entrenched. And um, we're slowly trying to claw ourselves out of it. And as you guys mm -hmm. mentioned earlier, COVID 2020, 2021, the pandemic has been a year where a lot of things have been exposed in a good way or a bad way, however you look at it, where people are really realizing, hey, maybe I've been broken for a while. Maybe I've been going through something for a while and haven't been able to really speak to it. Now I'm really realizing it and maybe going to get themselves the help that they need. So super powerful. Um, and, and just thank you guys. I just want to give you guys that those flowers and thank you so much for the work you're doing. Just, oh, thank it's you our so pleasure. much. It's our pleasure. Yeah. And you we're learning, you know, like it's, yeah, it's been continuously. It's yeah. just been so, so empowering for us too to be able to just be educated and, and learn and, and understand. We and all are in this together, you know. Like we yeah. gotta we gotta help each other out. So it's been amazing yeah. to be able to again just close that gap and just see yeah. how we can help learn other as much as we can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you said that we're all in this together, I'm gonna be corny really quick to break the ice here. <laughs> Um, that gave me flashbacks to High School Musical. Now I know you guys are young. <laughs> Madison's a little oh, yeah. older, but I know you guys oh, are. Oh no! Gen Z. I went to the premiere of every High School Musical yeah, ever. I saw High School Musical it. too. Right. We all oh, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when you said that, that kind of brought me. Back. I know the choreography. Uh, oh, what? Come on! I know every step. I mean, that was back in the day, like. Disney used to release, I mean, I, I don't watch Disney. The little news, tutorials. They used the, to do a movie oh, yeah, every great. year. They used to like, not every year, every month, like a brand new movie would come out. Like it'd be like, it'd oh. be it'd be like a thing as a kid to look forward to. So whether it was um, High School Musical, Camp Rock, like all those movies would come out like as brand new mm -hmm. movies every month. And as a kid, yeah. like I look mm -hmm. back and realize how trash some of those movies were. But what? I mean, it was Disney as a kid, you don't know better. You're not like, oh my God, how great an actor is Zac Efron. You know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> So uh, but ladies, uh, make sure uh, what I will give you guys a chance to make sure you guys give all your links, uh, your websites, where to direct people to. One last thing I mentioned about 
the team website, one thing that I was looking at earlier, um, the stay at home activities page, love it, love it, love it. Um, it has links and information about things that people can do at home, free virtual yes. stuff, things that are free at home activities. That's very important because people sometimes just don't have anything to do. And if you don't have anything to, op to occupy your mind with, then that kind of can open up a, a realm of more space for negativity. Um, and we don't want that, right? So if someone is lonely, if you're at home, if you're in a country, um, our podcast is heard in 25 different countries. So if you're in a country where, you know, the pandemic is creeping up again, and maybe you're on lockdown, you're on quarantine, and you're inside, definitely look at that quarantine um, planner uh, calendar, look at those stay at home activities and try to find things that can occupy your mind um, with good thoughts and, and maybe positive things that you can educate yourself on and just keep your busy, keep, keep yourself busy, keep your mind busy. So ladies, if you yeah. could um, either, whether the, the, the regular sisters or Issa, if you guys could share where we can find um, you guys on socials, how we can support the website um, and how we can connect with you guys in the future. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, um, make sure to check out Team's Instagram. It's at on Instagram at myteam.social. Um, you can check out, um, you know, action-oriented posts and what to do in certain situations with therapy, um, elections, how to help others. So make sure you check us out and you'll find a link to our website on our bio. Mm -hmm. And the link uh, to the quarantine planner is in our bio as well. Yes. Great. And Madison, where can we find, I know you have the, the highest following. Where can we find you on Instagram? Yeah. Um, my, my Instagram is at Madison McGregor, uh, M-A-D-I-S-O-N-M-A-C-G-R-E-G-O-R. Oh, wow. You got, you got your own, uh, username. That's cool. People, can, yeah. there's, I'm sure there's other Madison McGregor's, but you got to it first. So you don't have to be like Madison underscore McGregor, Madison McGregor, 25. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, ladies, um, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast today. Just wishing you guys nothing but success the rest of the year into next year. May you guys hit all the goals that you guys are looking to hit. May you guys continue to develop yourselves and, and find yourselves and take care of your mental health and well-being. Um, and just wishing you guys something but the best. Thank you guys so much for joining. Thank you, you so too. much. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Thank you. It's been an yes. absolute pleasure yes. for having us. Thank you so much. Isn't that powerful? teaching everyone about mental health. So simple, but challenging us to think of the idea, the concept of team in just another light, right? Almost a double entendre. What a pleasure and honor it was to have Ava and Issa, Madison and Elle on the podcast. Wishing you ladies nothing but success. Please, audience, go to the links in the bio and episode notes, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, those clickable links, go check out their website. They have so many resources, actionable resources to truly help people. Of course, check out their Instagram page as well. They're doing great work. And as you know by now, that is what I'm passionate about, is surrounding myself and sitting next to individuals who are doing good work. No matter how small or big, it's amazing work that needs to be done. Teaching everyone about mental health. I want to leave you guys with a quote going back to that team concept. This was from a, a gentleman by the name of Henry Ford. If you know it, Henry, you ever heard of the name Henry Ford? Uh, he was quite successful. <laughs> it's possible that you know someone or that you yourself drive one of those Ford vehicles today. 
um, <laughs> kind of pioneered um, not just those vehicles, but manufacturing and the assembly line itself when those vehicles, those initial Fords were being put together back in the early um, 1900s. Nevertheless, he has a quote that's very beautiful, a fitting way to wrap up this episode about team. Coming together is a beginning. Staying together is progress. And working together is success. Again, guys, there's power in collaborations. There's power in teamwork and surrounding ourselves with the right type of people. I'm so glad to have had all of you guys in for another amazing episode of the Mental Wealth Podcast, our second episode back. So glad to be back here in front of the mic um, and to continue to support my fellow peers and colleagues uh, in this objective of raising awareness and taking action for mental health. Follow the YouTube channel. Check us out on Instagram. Check out our new uh, Beacons profile with all of our links. We appreciate so much of the support that you guys have given throughout almost this one year of podcasting and sending nothing but love and peace and healing energy to each and every one of you guys. As always, reach out to me. Email me at contacttmwp at gmail.com. Any questions, suggestions, feedback, thoughts about the podcast, we'd love to hear your feedback or reach out to me on Instagram at the mental underscore wealth podcast. And we'll definitely take your suggestions, hear you out. I always look forward to people reaching out, telling me how much they enjoy the episodes or what, what they would like to see. If there's a topic you want talked about, reach out to us, let us know. And if we can partner and collaborate in any type of way, we are here to stand with you because mental health matters. Listen, remember this. I love you. There's nothing that you can do about it. I hear you. I see you. And I feel you. And remember this as well. No matter who you are, where you are, what you're dealing with. It takes power. It takes support. It takes collaboration. It can take a village. And to get through what you're dealing with, no matter if you feel alone, remember there's power, there's power in support because it truly takes a team.